What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 131 of Bedroom Drinking Podcast. I'm Dustin. What's up, everyone? Nate Dog here. I am back from my staycation. Yeah, he was gone a whole day. Yeah, <laughs> a whole day. Well, yeah, it was fun. I did. I went to this little cool water park thing here in Nashville. It's in a uh, hotel. It's inside. Yeah, it's at the Opryland's new little indoor water park thing. Uh, you have to be like a guest of the hotel to like use it. You have to buy like a special like package where you get like a room and the wristband stuff. I feel like that's they're just like leaving so much money on the table. A lot of people, especially like tourists, would go there. Even people who live here would go just to the water park. I think they there. do that on purpose though because they don't they want they, they want, want it too crowded yeah because they, they, they don't want yeah, to like, they don't want to yeah they want to regulate it uh, make it not too ridiculous for like the guests who are paying to stay there to yeah, use it just for them uh, all, I think they don't want like just like any like hood rat people just going in there and like doing like crazy shit <laughs> that's true that's also like an easy way to make sure it like stays nice yeah so they, it's for like the guests, and, and like they, it, it doesn't mean like you, and, and you can't just be like a guest and then go. You get it for free. You have to like buy the wristband, like the package with the thing and all that. It's like a specific thing you get. But yeah, there ain't gonna be any hood rats at that place. Yeah, but I was, <laughs> I was like talking to the bartender and stuff at the like adults area, pool area. And he was like, "Yeah, right now," because I was like, "Hey, how's this like inaugural season of this hack going?" He's like, "He's like, it's kind of like eh." He's like the weekends are getting us through right now, but like he's like during the week there's like twenty people in the entire like park. Well, I mean, I was like, well, it's also like the off season, but but yeah, it was, in, the, in the summer I'm sure it'll pick up a lot. Yeah. But yeah, also like during the week, during like February, March, whatever, maybe in spring break it'll probably be busier during the week. But like the only people probably staying in that hotel during the week are there for like business stuff. Yeah. And like they have stuff to do; they're not have time to go hang out at the water park. So. But apparently they're doing okay, I guess. It's just... I guess they're going to see what happens. I mean, like, the, the outdoor portion, too, that will be added, like, open during the summer, so... So it's already, like, set up and everything, the outdoor portion? It's yeah, yeah, open. it's already, like, built and stuff. They're just... None of the pools are obviously filled with the water and anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, it so just it, opened, right? Like, a couple months ago? In December? Yeah. I think, yeah. So, so it, what, like, even though it's in an indoor water park, it seems weird to open it during December, but I guess that's, like... Yeah. And it was really hot in there. Like, we're walking around, <laughs> we're, like, sweating and stuff, because, like, the, the ceiling is, like, special, like... I don't know those glasses. It kind of look like a weird plastic thing, but it like makes it to where the UV rays, you know, from the sun are still like going in there. I guess that's what like keeps the everything warm. Uh, yeah. Because like, the water, water itself wasn't. It was still kind of like cold, like when you got in it. Yeah. Like at the first time, but I think it was like seventy something degrees, something like that. I don't know. It was at pretty. There, they can like regulate the temperature and stuff. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, it's not like huge or anything, but it is just fun to kind of like be in water. <laughs> is there a regular water park here? No. Well, I think there's like little, there's like little things here. There's like National Shores. It's not a water park. It's well, I guess it is. I don't know. It's on the lake, uh, and they have like slides and stuff like that. So I guess there's like little tiny ones spread throughout the, the area. But that's then, one thing because like whenever I lived in Houston, I had Splash Town that I went to all the time. Yeah. Was, and then in San Marcos area, there was Schlitterbahn that was close. And there's Splash Town in San Antonio too. And then in in uh at Fiesta Texas, they had uh, the water park. Yeah. And the Astroworld, they had water park. Yeah. So there was always, like, water parks readily available. So it was kind of weird to not have mm-hmm. that. It was fun. I'd been all day just, like, recovering from alcohol poisoning uh, <laughs> that I sustained. Are the drinks expensive there? Seems like the re- no. Really? Yeah, really not. I mean, like, kind of normal, like, regular you would get at a... I mean, probably, like, maybe not, like... They're probably, like, ten bucks. 
Okay, so nothing like downtown. Like, yeah, like downtown prices. Nothing like crazy. Did you get a uh, drink with an umbrella in it? No. Oh. But we had, there's different ones we tried. Disappointing. They were like, you know, like, had like thyme in it or mint, like actual, like the, the actual garnish. Things oh. like it. So there's different drinks like <laughs> that. It was, it was, it was a cool experience. Something we'll probably never like do again, but. Worth doing once. Yeah. I mean, it, it'd be kind of cool, I guess, like if you had the extra money to go like a group or something, but. Yeah, I'd rather just like do, if I'm gonna like spend money. Yeah, it's something to do. If you, have, if you, I mean, it's like yeah, it was like four hundred dollars for that one night, you know, for the room and everything like that. So it's not like I guess out there outlandish expensive, but if you're going for like a whole weekend, you know, how much would it be if you were just like one person? Do you know? No. Okay. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you come to Nashville, you can check stay at the Gaylord Opryland. Uh, and get the sound waves package to go to the. Little I mean, shit. Water even park. if you don't go to the park, just like or even stay in the hotel, just go walk around in there. Yeah, I mean, the That's hotel itself is cool. Like, yeah, yeah there's like there's bars and restaurants and like little walk around pads and they shops and everything. They have a boat that you can ride around the hotel. Yeah, like, like. a little in, in a, <laughs> like lake thing area. It's a crazy it's hotel. Ridiculous. So we're gonna get into our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Uh, episode 131. We're going to start off with our dumbass of the week, which is Jesse the Gay Tupac Liar. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of like a continuation. a continuation of our main topic that we talked about last week. In all honesty, we just like really couldn't find a good dumbass, so we decided to... Yeah, but more stuff him, has happened. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to remember what all had happened on when we last met. I think he... So I think like the day after the episode came out, or like the day the episode came out, after we recorded, he actually did get arrested, and he had Thursday, this past Thursday was, um, he was in court. Yeah. And this dude is fucked. They had, so, we mentioned last week on the show that when the attack first happened, the cops had asked for his phone, and he said no. So he did end up giving them the phone later, but a bunch of stuff had been wiped from it. He also gave them an Excel sheet that had all of his phone calls on it, which maybe celebrities do things like this, keep an Excel spreadsheet of their phone calls. That seems weird. That's weird. But he gave them that, and then they also went, I guess I'm assuming through like his cell phone provider, and actually got like a log of his calls from the cell phone provider, uh, and... Shockingly enough, there were calls that were in the the report that they got that were not in his Excel spreadsheet. So those Ooh. were the ones they looked at. And surprise, surprise, those calls were all, uh, I don't think all of them, but a lot of them were to the Nigerian the, the Trump supporters. Yeah. The Nigerian Trump supporter. Uh, so then not only did they have that, but in court they presented text messages that the two brothers had had. Uh, having conversations with him about this, so it's like all, he's all there's, there's no denying it now. And then on top of all of that, <laughs> he wrote them a check with his signature on it and everything. Oh my gosh! As it's their payment, you can see why he's a dumbass. Because this is just he could, why did he just do it in cash? He didn't have cash. He couldn't get cash. Like yeah, everyone and knows if you're going to commit a eating? crime. I don't think we know what, that. What was the sandwich? And did it, did he did he at least get to finish the sandwich? Like he probably did. I love eating sandwiches at two a.m. during a polar <laughs> vortex. Uh, yeah, so we'll share this thing. Uh, what is it on Comedy Central? It used to be John Stewart, The Daily Show. The Daily Show. Now it's no. with Trevor Noah. Is it The Daily Show? Yeah, yeah. Now it's with Tre- Trevor Noah, who's like who is not funny. 
But this thing that he did was funny. Um, it's like a like a parody like movie trailer like about yeah. going to happen. And it's pretty funny. We'll share that. But I'm trying to think. There was something else that I feel like. Uh, well, his he was like he's like written off the season. Yeah. Now they only like had. He's not fired yet. He's but. not. So all these articles were like, oh, he got fired from the show. Blah 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 blah. That's not really true. He got. He's not going to be in any more episodes they filmed for the season. They're also they filmed all but two episodes for the season. Yeah. So like it wasn't that much. Um, but apparently it came out that the whole reason that he even did any of this was because he was unhappy with his salary. Now what I've read is that his salary per episode is over one hundred thousand dollars. That's like it's every long. week. So it's an episode. Well, not every week. They, I think they do eighteen episode seasons. So that's um, so it's, eighteen episodes for the year, like one point eight million. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I think that's just for the show. And then they also the show has a lot of music on it that they sell. So yeah. if he makes money from that, they probably pay him to do unless it's included in the like his salary for the show, like the payment for like recording the songs and stuff. Yeah. Um. I've never seen the show, so is, but, um, is he, he probably, like a singer or something? I mean, it basically is like, Na- yeah, he's a singer. Okay. It's like Nashville, but like hip-hop. Oh, okay. So, they they sell the songs from the show. Uh, he does concerts and stuff, too. Not I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like that's fine. But also, something that I did not know when we last recorded, apparently, like a week before the attack, he had supposedly gotten a letter. Yeah. Like, threatening his life. But it was, like, made from, like, magazine cutouts. It was, it was cutouts. one of those, like, serial killer kind of letters where they cut all the letters out of a magazine and, like, made words and sentences and put it all together and then, like, sent it. So, I also had read that when the cops first arrested the two brothers, when they thought they were, like, suspects, the, the magazines, there were magazines in their apartment that had pages ripped out. So, like, I don't think they knew for sure that... Those were the magazines that yeah. were used for the letter, but I think that's like was it's, the idea. It's like evidence. Because why would you just have magazines sitting around with pages ripped out? <laughs> hey, this guy's so screwed though. Like I, I don't know if he's gonna go to jail yet, but he so he's been charged with uh, false making a false police report and a couple of other things. I think I guess the those are like felonies. Yeah, he could potentially spend three years in prison, which is not gonna happen. If he got good lawyers, he probably will not do any jail time unless they just really want to, like, make an example out of him. Which... Which they should. Which they... I mean, they should. This is such a high-profile thing. I always... I mean, on the last episode, too, I always want to say ho-profile. Ho-profile. I don't understand why. No, yeah. Uh, he needs to go to jail. But, uh... At least for, like, a I year. I also haven't heard anything about, like, what would happen to the brothers. Because, I mean, they, they were complicit in all this, too. Yeah. So, but but they also have been cooperating with the police, whereas yeah. Jesse is not. They might just let them off with like a little whatever. Like you didn't actually do anything. You do, I guess you're complicit in this, but it's not like you actually beat anyone up. Yeah, in this mega country. I was listening to Ben Shapiro talk about, it and he was like, "So apparently, I don't know." He says, and a lot of other people, like really hardcore conservatives, say that they never believed this story from the beginning. And I was like, I mean, I believed it like when it came out, just because. It made it seems sense. like such a stupid thing for somebody to make up. But then when you hear the details, yeah. you have to think about, okay, not even just like the stuff that doesn't make sense, but just the like fact... Like the sandwich. Right. 
I'm, I'm really on to the sandwich. You're though. still on the sandwich. Yeah. I think, are you like, do you just need to eat a Subway sandwich and get out of your system? I think now I do, but I don't know. Like, I just really wanted to like know what it was and like, <laughs> and it was like, it was a thing in the case. Like, like if I, that's the thing I saw. I was like, oh, all this went down. There's no way it went down because the sandwich would have been ruined and destroyed, but it was perfectly intact. But also like the fact that, and he was eating a sandwich at 2 a.m. near a polar vortex. Like what? Yeah, that was the thing that didn't make. But so it was. It was just like it was like if you were going to make up something like this to make Trump supporters look bad. This is exactly how it would have happened. <laughs> like it was just like every everything that you could would come up with in like a worst case scenario situation is what happened. Yeah. It's kind of like okay, that's a little extreme. Uh, so you can kind of keep an eye on that. He's our dumbest elite for obvious reasons. Just he really needed to be on there and have that title. So yeah, I mean, technically him. the story is still unfolding, but like basically we already know everything we need to know. Yeah. It's just a matter of like how he's going to get punished and how badly. Um, also, while we're discussing things from past episodes, kind of, I wanted to mention this real quick that the, we've talked about the AAF. Yeah. Um. So. Oh uh, yeah. The- I guess they somebody. <laughs> Somebody on uh, on Facebook I saw referred to them that they should change the name of the company to or of the league to Football Pass. Like <laughs> it's like Movie Pass. Yeah, but football. Football. Um. So apparently they spent a shit ton more money than they had. Like I the guess, league, like the securing AF. players and like getting everything kicked off. Yeah. So basically, they the players played their first week of games, and then. The league was like, oh, uh, we don't have any money to pay you. Hold on. It was all the teams or just one team? It was all of them. None of the players got paid. Oh, okay. For like a week. Because I like the team's owners and stuff were like, pay the players. No, I mean, the money comes from the league. Oh. And also, it probably (laughs) works different in this than it does in football. Yeah. Or in NFL. Um, But they didn't have... So, they essentially had to sell the league to... So I don't even remember like who it was that they, but some dude made like a, he bought in for two hundred and fifty million dollars, which, from what I read, essentially means that he now owns all the shares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that they could pay their players. Wow. Um, which sounds bad, but also I think it was just um, a miscalculation. They just overspent on because I mean they secured like a lot of people that probably they wanted to make sure that they had like a good. Good coaches and, like, good players and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but, I mean, they still, like, people are going to the games, they're buying tickets, uh, they, like, sold the broadcast rights, so, like, they're still gonna bring in money. It's just, it's just, just that the they, initial, they like, too much up front. Yeah, and then that, they gotta kind of catch back up. Yeah. Now they're gonna, no, oh, shit, we have to pay these people's salaries, like. Right, <laughs> so, hopefully that was, like, just a hiccup, and then it'll be, it'll be good going forward. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Well, getting into uh, continuing on, we're going to get to our Twitter shouts. We have a good list for you today. We've got some cool people that we're going to get some shout outs to, starting with Chris Jackson. Yo, yo. What's up, buddy? We got Selling Out. Okay. Cool. Mike Siebert. Yo. Yo, we got Mixed Media Forest Podcast. All right. What What's up? up? The Geekdom Fancast. Okay. They're becoming new, like, new regulars. Yeah, right? they are. Uh, Grim Horror. Yeah. Back up there. Vodka and Ghosts. I like it. Interesting. Carolyn Brinley. Oh, gosh. She's the boob one, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the boob one. <laughs> Fellowship Thanks. of the Geats. 
Oh, uh, it's like Fellowship of the Rings, but, but Fellowship of the, Ring. of the Geeks. The Fellowship, okay. Yeah, uh, Super Chloe. Yo, uh, Daily Review. What's up? What is up? Thank you all for participating and tweeting at us and doing different stuff with us in it. We give you, you know what you get now, a naked man. Naked man. Ah! Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. If you want to be on Twitter shouts, tweet us something, anything, or you know, add us with something that you're doing and kind of get involved with us and we'll get you on, on Twitter shouts. Patriot owner gets busted for busting a nut. I like it. Yeah. It's our first little topic that we're going to hit on real quick. Uh, if you if you saw the Patriots owner, what's, what's some crap? Cracks or cat? Something Isn't like that. Isn't he own the macaroni thing? Craft. Craft, uh, yeah. Craft. I don't know. Does he, <laughs> I don't maybe know. that's like his family. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is. I think it has something to do with the macaroni, though. The Kraft mac and cheese. Uh, owner of the Patriots, he just got recently busted. Uh, indicted or whatever on prostitution charges. Yeah, he uh, was uh, soliciting. Like, yeah, I think technically it was it was solicitation or whatever. It was solicitation, yeah. But he was in a like a you know like a massage parlor. Yeah, like one of the special ones full of Asians that and jerk you off. Yeah, so I guess they'd been doing like a sting of this, or they were like preparing to like bust this place open for a while, and I guess he just happened to be there that he day. Happened, he was there. The day that, like, during the raid, yeah, he was there, so that's funny. And they like have him on video and stuff. Um, but apparently, I read that ESPN was reporting that there were other big names that were caught up in this that either hadn't been arrested yet or they weren't releasing the information yet. Not they weren't there like during that time, yeah, but, but they had they had there been there like and whenever gotten their endings or whatever, yeah, their happy ending, but. I still haven't heard anything about that, so maybe that was bullshit. I don't know. But it was like a big raid, and uh, yeah, it sucks to be him. Yeah, so he's dealing with that right now. <laughs> That's weird. I saw something that was funny. It was like, when you have all the macaroni you can eat, and like, owner of the Patriots, and you're worth some of the billion of dollars, and you still have to pay for sex. <laughs> yeah, right? That's really, that's weird. He's old, a dirty old man. He could have like probably bought his own Asian girl, too. Yeah, he probably just bought that place, and then, I don't know, that's weird. And then the other thing that just happened, real quick, we'll just throw it in there, along, speaking of busting a nut. Corn nuts? No, this, uh, what's that thing, they're talking about the cardinal, the Catholic cardinal that got busted for sex abuse oh, yeah, child. I don't know what you're talking about at all. Uh, it's, a, it's like the, one of the biggest things going on right now. I don't, do you know how many times stories like that come out? It's like every week. Yeah, but they're not like the high level cardinal people. The Pope was like covering all the shit up too. Vatican treasurer Cardinal George Pell found guilty of child sex charges. Hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. So that yeah, he's card- yeah he's found guilty. He's found guilty. Like he done. He guilty. Yeah. Once the third most powerful man in the Vatican and Australia's most senior Catholic has been found guilty of child sex abuse after a trial in Melbourne. Hmm. So another oopsie. Another Catholic busted. So. <laughs> Just a quick throw in. Speaking of, so it's one, yeah, it's one thing I we've talked about before. I'm pretty sure. It's crazy. Like we've been doing this so long now. Like I forget like what we've talked about. Yeah. Um. But I'm pretty sure we did an episode about prostitution once and like whether it should be legal or not. Yeah, we have. I think we decided that it should be. Possibly, I don't even remember. I think we um, both were. But like, it, like, but it needed to be like regulated. Yeah, because but. the thing with like especially like these massage parlors and stuff like this is like. 
those girls that are working in there probably were trafficked in and like sold into slavery. Yeah, that work at these places. Like they're there. they're not just like people who are like, oh, I need some money. I'm gonna go like do this. They're prisoners in there basically. So like that's not cool. Yeah. So like the the consensual part of it, it's consensual on the part of like the customers and I guess the person, the, the employees, kind of. But then also like it's really not if like you have to either do that or die. Yeah, that's, if you're being forced to do it, then that's also still completely different than just like molesting a kid. Yeah. Somebody like a child that probably the child and like the parents and. The church and everything, like, entrusted you with, like, that, and then oh, you just well. said, like, oh, let me stick my dick in there, and... Ugh. Also, I apologize for, like, the sniffle sounds. I'm getting over a cold, and I'm trying to, like, not do it a lot, but then I... We get talking about something, and I don't... Like, I drop my guard. <laughs> well, I try to talk around your sniffles. Yeah. But then sometimes, like, so. there was one time a few minutes ago where, like, I was waiting for you to finish sniffling... Until I started talking, so then I started talking, and then you sniffled again, and I was like, yeah. oh my god. It's hard to breathe right now. <laughs> uh, You're doing a good job. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, limit- I'm limiting. I'm limiting. I'm going to try not to do one for the rest of the show. <laughs> a sniffle or a breath? A sniffle. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with all the different kind of stuff going on. With the all the different owner, kind of sex shit. All the sex naughtiness. Uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars, though. We're going to... Kind of go into it. Dustin watched it, but I didn't. But there's still little parts of it, clips and stuff that I watched, um, like on internet and things like that. So, Oscars 2019, or I guess 2018 Oscars, right? They just do it. Well, in it's the 2019 ceremony. Yeah, the but they're doing all their, movies. the 2018 movies. Yeah, yeah. 2019 is only like two months old. So let's, let's go over the big ones, the big categories. So we'll uh, we'll save the the big the best picture one for it because there's more stuff to talk about with that movie. Okay. Um, but best actress was. Uh, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, which is like uh, the only nominated movie that I have absolutely no interest in watching. Yeah. Uh, Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yay. Um, and then Alfonso Cuaron won Best Director for Roma, mm. which is a movie in which Spanish yeah. on Netflix that some people say is like so amazing. But I feel like most people say it's just really, really boring and nothing it's happens. It's a new category, like best Netflix picture. <laughs> well, no, we'll see. And there's a rule that a movie has to play in theaters for at least one week to be considered in, in order uh, to qualify. So the Netflix movies, they have to play them in theaters. in theaters for at least one week in order to qualify for awards. But a lot of people don't even think that they should qualify for awards. I don't um, think they should. I mean... I guess technically that's why these like, random movies are in there for like a week and then they go away. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like those movies, they don't even like report like you have no idea like how much Netflix is so like they guard all of their like viewership and everything so closely. Yeah, it's pretty secure. They don't want people to to know things. to know like what what's it's getting viewed the most or whatever. But anyway, yeah. So I don't think they would do that. That's more. I guess if they don't play them in theaters, then they could qualify for uh, for Emmys. Yeah. What is, there was uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born won for best song, and was also the only song. So they do like all the the best song, all the best song nominees are performed like throughout the show, and that was the only one that was even like halfway decent. All the other ones were really bad. I did watch it, the Shallow one. First of all, I'm so sick of that song, but. It's a, like it's a good song. But it's not like amazing. In the in the context of the movie, listening to it like on the radio or whatever, if you hear it more than a few times, it gets old. Yeah. It's not something that I would want to hear like a lot. 
But yeah, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performed it at the Oscars, and it was it was it was cool. Apparently, it was like oh, it's like this. Know, they're blowing away out of portion. They're like, it's the broke the internet. It's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, I watched it, and it was it, it was, was good, good, but it wasn't like I don't want to say it was like the best thing ever. It was yeah. It was and apparently good. to Mel B's from Spice Girls or whatever, and other people, not just her, but other people felt it was inappropriate, and they were inappropriate. They well, I guess people are now they, like convinced that they're like they're doing it or something. Yeah, I don't know which. And also, she just broke up with her fiance. Yeah, like a couple months ago, I guess. But he's been he's been with his girlfriend for four four or five years. Yeah, and they, have, and they a have a kid together. And like and she was there with sitting with him. Yeah, yeah, and she like gave him a standing ovation. People were like, "Oh, I feel so bad for Bradley, like Cooper's girlfriend." Like she had to sit there and watch that. And it was very inappropriate. Like, how like that we were acting towards each other. I was like, first of all, they're singing a song. And they're kind of like acting with the song. Right. They're like That's selling for a person when you when you're playing. You know, doing a song as a musician, part of your job is also like sell the performance. Right. The all the people like, that say shit like that are people that have never performed before. Yeah. Like it's called acting. It's called selling the emotion of the song. They're like the whole And as a person performing the, whole, the song, you also have to like do that because you you want to let the the song and the music move you and you kinda of just like surrender yourself to the power of the music. Yeah. And you kinda of just do things and it doesn't really yeah, people just need to shut the hell up. Like they're like, oh, they're being too sexual with each other. Like they didn't even do anything. Well, and some people are saying that they're they're in like a a throuple. A throuple? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, people just need lives. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what it, that's what it is. Like, stop obsessing over this shit. It's so stupid and pointless. Um, but how did the rest of this? You actually watched it. So how did the rest? Who ended up hosting? Was it Ryan Seacrest? Nobody hosted. Oh, uh, I thought I saw pictures of Ryan Seacrest and like someone else. I mean, else. he was there. I think. I thought it was he like, didn't host. Oh, he didn't. I no. think there's like shut the like a microphone. He was doing stuff. Oh, I think he. I think he hosts the uh, like the red carpet special that comes on before. Oh, okay. But no one actually hosted the actual no. Oscars. They didn't. They, they had. A, they just didn't. They just went without one. Yeah, which actually I feel like that it worked good. What does the well, host even actually do ever? They just they, don't, like, they do like an opening monologue and that's it. And then they like they introduce things here and there, but really like there's no point to it. Yeah, because the presenter people come out and they do the thing and then. Then you need them. The host like in- introduces the presenters. It, was, it just it's like a waste. Like why cut out the middleman? You don't need yeah. the host. They had a uh, they had a uh, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph come out at the beginning and do kind of like a little opening monologue thing. Yeah, and like they told a few jokes and stuff, and they were funny. Um, but then it was just like the yeah, show you just went. Go do it, yeah. But it was. I mean, I thought I thought it was a well produced show. It moved. Seemed like it moved quicker than usual. Even That's though it still it still never comes in at three hours like it's supposed to last. It always goes over. Yeah. Yeah. Because people talk too much. I remember that year that uh, the Titanic one, way back in like the 90s, <laughs> uh, it was like over four hours. It was like it was, So this one was only like three hours and 18 minutes or something. It wasn't yeah. that bad. But uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Film. Oh, that's cool. So that was the first time that a Disney movie hasn't won that category since 2006. Oh, wow. Um, got beaten so out. That's interesting. Um, Black Panther won a couple of one like costume and one like visual effects or something. A couple of those like little awards. Um, but now, so all the like you know like Marvel versus DC stuff. The DC people were like Suicide Squad won for like best makeup or whatever. So a DC movie has won an Oscar. No Marvel movie has won an Oscar. So like DC's better. Okay, whatever. yeah. So now a Marvel movie has won two Oscars. Oh, so there now you go. Marvel is better again. There you go. All is right with the world. Even order, though, order is whatever. restored. 
to the universe. Yeah. If you're a DC person, don't hate me. I love Batman's my favorite, and he's DC, so I don't care either way. I just like all of them. And then, so we're gonna talk about the best picture, then. Yeah, the best picture was Green Book, which we talked about watching on a previous episode. I liked it a lot. I think you liked yeah, it a lot. Yeah, I did. Oh, and uh, I forgot the supporting people. Uh, the dude from the black dude from Green Book won best supporting actor. I always Mar Marshala Ali. Yeah, something Mar- like that. something. I don't know. And. Uh, who was the supporting actress? I don't remember. Oh, it was Regina King for oh, okay. Bill Street. If Bill Street could talk. Ah. Uh. But uh, yeah. So Green Book won Best Picture, and I was like, I don't even remember the nominees were like. It was like Green Book, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star Is Born, Vice, The Favorite, Roma. That might have been it. So like of those movies. I think I would say I wanted either Green Book or Black Klansman or Stars Born or Bohemian Rhapsody. So like half of them I would have been fine with. Even fucking Black... No, not Black Panther. Black Panther was good, but it was just, it was a Marvel... It was just like a regular Marvel movie. Yeah. I didn't think it was anything special. The only reason it even got nominated was because it was like a big like black superhero deal. Anyway, um, but I guess people are mad about Green Book because people have been complaining all along that Green Book is racist. And the reason that they think that it's racist is because, and I don't know like where they even get these things. People, people are just weird. They watch movies and they see things that like don't even make sense to me. Um, but they say that it's first of all is the white savior trope, which doesn't make sense because the white like an example of the white savior would be in The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. So she like that actually would be a good example of the white savior and the magic negro. Um, oh. things. So the white savior is when a white person, like in the blind side, Sandra Bullock is white. Obviously she comes in and she rescues this poor black kid yeah. and like changes his life. So she's like the white savior. And then he's also the magic Negro because not only does she save his life, but he s- saves her family and like brings them all closer together and like gives them all these shows them what's really important in life and blah, 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 blah. blah. So, I didn't feel like... So they were complaining that both of those were in this movie, which I didn't see because Viggo Mortensen didn't really make the black guy's life any better. He just drove The black around. guy's life, if anything, he... He, like, made, protected he, him from fights and stuff. Yeah, if anything, but, he made Viggo's life better. Well, I don't even I don't even think that... Those guys already had a nice life. He had that nice, like, apartment and he had like, a good amount of money. See, the, the thing... I don't think that they made... That either one of them, like, necessarily made their lives better... I think, and another criticism was that it like it claims that like their racism isn't a problem anymore because people just like talk, just have a black friend and like okay, it solves yeah. racism and whatever. And I don't think that's true at all. I think the whole point of the movie was that it was just about a friendship between these two guys, and they just they learn from each other. Yeah. And the the white guy was like really racist because he had never really spent time around black people and didn't really understand them. And then once he did spend time around black people and he got to know this guy and understood him and he realized that like they're not these like weird like monster people. Yeah, they're just, just regular, regular people, people with different colored skin. And then vice versa, the the black guy learned that white people like racism is out there. And he's always going to have to deal with it probably, but there's good people too. Yeah. So I feel like they learn they learn from each other. I don't know. I just I don't I don't get the criticism for it. And uh, like they were saying that the so the, one of the there were like three writers on the movie and one of them was the main guy's 
the white guy's son. He's the one that wanted to make the movie about their friendship. Yeah. Um, and he, I guess he had like knew this guy all growing up. Yeah, because there was well, yeah. both of them. Because one was his dad, and then the other one, they were friends. <laughs> but so, and he, I guess he interviewed him like before he died, and got all this information. And he asked that he was like, "Don't." He said, "Should I like reach out and like talk to your family members and stuff and whatever?" And he was like, "No," and I don't really know why, but it doesn't matter because they weren't there. Yeah, uh, he's the only, this is the only guy that he needs to talk to is the two people that you know like, he's known his yeah. whole life. So he essentially he got it. The information from the two primary sources. But then people are like, oh, this white guy is writing about racism and blah, 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 and what it's like to be black and whatever. And it's like, I feel like they're just like missing the whole point. They just want to, they just want to complain because they like to complain because they're just idiots. Because people just like to be, they want something to be offended by at all times. Yeah. And people want to like make a race issue out of everything now, apparently. And it's just, it's fucking tiresome. And just enjoy Green Book. It's a good movie. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm over you stupid people. Uh, so that's the so that Oscars. That was controversial. And then they're also saying that it's like the worst best picture winner since Crash. Oh, gosh. Which... Another race movie. <laughs> Crash was the one... Is that the one that beat Brokeback Mountain? I think so. Everyone was like, Brokeback Mountain needs to win because it's like this important monumental movie. Yeah. Uh, it's about gay cowboys. Um, and then it didn't win, and they were like, oh, homophobia, whatever. Did you ever see Crash? I think so, yeah. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like amazing, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the... Green Book is the worst winner in like a long time. So much worse than The Shape of Water from last year. Oh, gosh. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so there's your Oscars breakdown of 2019. Uh, oh, wait, one more thing. Um, apparently, a lot of the people that vote for the Oscars don't even see all the movies. Okay. Like, there's... So, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter that they would publish, like, anonymous editorials from, like, different members of the Academy that votes for the Oscars, and they would kind of, like, break down, like, why they voted for certain movies and whatever. Uh. Um, and, like, every single one, they'd be like, I didn't see this movie or this movie. They didn't interest me. But of the ones that I saw, this one was my favorite, so I voted for this one. And then there are some categories where they just didn't vote because they didn't see any movies. So this is why you kind of end up with like these random ass things winning yeah, stuff because they don't even watch the the other stuff. Like, I can just imagine when Brokeback Mountain lost, like probably a lot of them didn't even care to watch that movie, so they just didn't vote for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I was jaded then. I was like, at the end of the day, this none of these shows, the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, the Golden Globes, or whatever, they don't. They don't mean anything. Yeah. Like, it's nice for the people who are involved that win the awards to, like, be rewarded for their hard work and whatever. But, like, I don't understand why people, just everyday normal people, get so bent out of shape about, oh, Green Book still isn't good enough to win, blah, 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 blah. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect your life at all. Yeah. You didn't agree with the winner. Get the fuck over it. I (laughs) I think the... Stuff that wins all the Grammys is crap, mostly. Usually I don't like, (laughs) but I just listen to what I like and live my life. Like, don't take everything so fucking, like, seriously. Uh, Oh, don't tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) That was your Oscars breakdown. Uh, As we come to the close here, we have one movie to talk about that we watched over this past week, and it was the Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, not a James Cameron movie. It, well, he was like a producer or something. Yeah, but people are acting like it's like, like it's a James Cameron, like movie. like Avatar or Titanic or something. Like those are James Cameron movies because he's actually doing them and directing them. And they're like, this is he just like helped out on this like 
I don't think physically. I think he, he just like had his name put I on there. I think he like it says he was one of the screenwriters, yeah, producer and stuff like which that. Which actually kind of makes sense because like the story and all that stuff kind of like really wasn't that good, which is kind of like typical for his movies. It, his movies are about like the visual stuff, yeah. Which this movie was all about. like if it wasn't for that, this movie would have been pointless. <laughs> um, but it it did look really cool. I thought it was very vi- it was a very really visually good. stimulating movie, and it, yeah, you know, it kept you like alert and kind of interested in what was happening just because of the cool visual effects that were going on. And you know, that over that reason, like the movie was, I would say, still pretty okay. There was a lot of like stuff going on that I feel like they tried to shove too many different plots it into was, one movie. That's what, like so the. Yeah, if they had just chosen one plot, main plot, and maybe like one subplot or something, and built on that main one, they would have been better. But they had so many different things going on that like you didn't even really care about any of it. Yeah, and like random like cameos and stuff. Yeah, it's just what's her name? Not Demi Moore. Michelle Rodriguez. No, I didn't even notice her in the movie. I didn't even know she was in the movie until later. I read something. Oh about yeah, her. she was, I the was like oh person who was like her teacher or whatever, her partner when. I don't know when there was like oh. fight in the war or whatever. Yeah, like what? So yeah. like Michelle Rodriguez is not like a big star really, but she's well known enough yeah. that she probably gets paid a decent amount for to movies. Do a small little thing. And like, why are you gonna why are you gonna hire someone that's on in the movie for like two minutes? That's like actually like a name that people know. It doesn't direct, make sense. The, the director that said it's not like important to the plot. The director whatsoever. said he for these like famous people cameos that happen. He just. Reached out to people he knew, like, personally. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, Robert Rodriguez, they're, like... She's been in a lot of his movies, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, like, him, okay. and, him and, like, Norton and stuff like that. Like, he just reached out to people he knew, like, on a personal level and asked them to do these things. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, she was... The, well, like, she was that, like, that storyline was, like... It didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it, it just was kind just, of, like, ended. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, well, that was weird. Um, yeah, it was just... It was weird. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, cool. it was the concept of like the and the actual like like setup of the future reality that they set up in this you know futuristic place yeah. was pretty cool. I liked all like the cybernetic cybernetics and stuff and the yeah. robots. And no, it was so like visually and like the like the world building and stuff was really cool and interesting. It was just like the story was not was weird and all yeah. over the place, and the acting was some of it was okay and some of it was really bad. But I think it's I, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's definitely worth it if you're gonna watch it like on a like an IMAX or like a Dolby or something, yeah. like a big screen. If you're just gonna like watch it at home, be kind of yeah. watch it, but like it's not gonna be that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was Alita. Go check it out. I think it's still worth a shot to go check it out in the theaters while it's there. As we close out here, uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, get in contact with us. Reach out to us. We'll we'll get back to you if we you know, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but individually uh, I'm on Twitter at Nate Robles 1 N-A-T-E-R-O-B-L-E-S the number 1 I'm at Dustin Forey D-U-S-T-I-N-F-O-R-E-E you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bedroom Drinking like the Facebook page Bedroom Drinking Podcast and email us at Bedroom Drinking Podcast at gmail.com uh, we usually like to end the episode with some kind of quick uh, little you know phrase or hidden word that you can tweet us if you tweet us this Word, uh, you know, we'll get you on Twitter shots for next week, give you a shout out. Uh, so this week it's going to be Happy Endings. Okay. I think we might have done that before. Have we? But it's fine. It would have been a long time ago, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure we've done everything. We're... Did you really put an exclamation point on the yeah, busting? Yeah. 
Uh, so tweet us the phrase happy endings and uh, we'll get you on Twitter shots for next week. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a good rest of your week and good night, wherever, today, morning, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yep. Naked man. Naked man.